the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. This is the place where we talk everything hunting dog and working dog related. We're just here to promote the sport that we love. So y'all buckle up, because you're along for the ride. Today's word, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. All right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we are talking to feist extraordinaire, man of mystery, Ken Nisley. Mr. Ken, how are you? I'm doing fine, and yourself? Man, I'm I'm doing even better today since I'm talking to you. Right, right. <laughs> enjoying the weather. En- enjoying the ice. So, Ken, just uh, for the people that's been living under a rock, could you tell a little about yourself and where you're from? Uh, my name's Ken Nisley. I'm from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. I hunt the little red dog people refer to as Pissed Off Pig. Pissed Off Pig. Now, that's my plug. What would you say, Lawrenceburg? Lawrenceburg. How close is that to that uh, coon hunting club that you hold the hunts in over? Oh, about I don't know, seven, eight miles, maybe. Oh, that's a pretty nice area over there. Yeah, not far, not far. I got you. So, Ken, uh, pigs known, I guess, in in a bunch of different facets for for winning. And being a a nice vice dog, can you tell a little about a little about pig? Maybe how he hunts something. Well, he hunts according to the squirrels. You know, really, I mean, if a squirrel's moving, he's liable to be treed every ten, fifty yards. If they ain't moving, he's gonna go usually go find one somewhere. I guess you, you know he's looking he's looking for a hot one. You know, he doesn't make a whole lot of den trees. He doesn't gamble a whole lot. You know, usually if he barks, cocky pistol, and, you know, get ready to look at a squirrel. <laughs> now, uh, would you say he hunts more by eyes or nose or a little bit of it all? I think he's pretty versed in every bit of it. You know, he'll hunt with his ears. He'll hunt with his nose. He'll hunt with his eyes. You know, he just, you know, he can win squirrels. He can find them on the ground. He can run them out of a stump, you know, he's, you know, and I think that's one of his, you know, something, something that makes him above average is he's not the best at any of it, but he's pretty good at all of it. Yeah. He can give you a chance. You know, right, right. You know, and he can, uh, he can find a squirrel. Nice. Now, what all do you, you probably don't know, remember what all he's won, but can you name some of the bigger hunts he's won? Well, he's won the... Claude Thomas National Kern Feist Breeders Hunt. He won it the day before he turned two. I think there was 26 dogs at that hunt. He won the UKC World Feist Hunt last year. I want to say it was their biggest hunt in history and had 39 dogs. And then this past December, he won the uh, National Sporting Feist World Hunt. You know, which made him, you know, a three-time world champion and I think the only dog to win three world titles in three different registries as far as Feist goes. You know, I don't know about, you know, Curves yeah. and 
I mean, you get into the jamming bow dogs or yeah. something like that. You know, there ain't no telling how many. You know, he's he's won in different registries. Strictly, you know, talking feist. Yeah. And then you know, you know, multiple state, you know, titles in the feist realm. You know, he's won a couple NSD open hunts. You know, I mean, I've you know, I hate bragging on him, but I I mean, I'll put him down anywhere really. Yeah, he, you hunt him in open hunts, you hunt him in feist hunts, you kind of just hunt wherever. And that is one thing that is notable, because a lot of guys, if they own feist, aren't really excited about hunting against anything but a feist. Right, right. And and, and I think that's for multiple different reasons. You know, everybody has their own, you know, reasons. Some feists just don't like the big dog. You know, they can't handle the big dog come and treat beside them or they, you know, some of them can't handle just the big dog being around them. Some of them don't mind, you know, some of them just go on about their day and do, do what they're going to do, you know, but, you know, and I think a lot of people worry and myself, my biggest thing about hunting the opens is I worry about one of those dogs getting on my little feist. I get it. You, you know, cause a, a 70, 80 pound, 60 pound cur, hound dog, whatever, you know, get pissed off at mine, and I mean, he's twenty-seven pounds. You know, yeah. he, he ain't gonna stand much of a chance. I get it. Now, has he ever had a problem with a bigger dog treeing with him? I've had I've had a couple, you know, a couple times where I've had bigger dogs try to get on him. Yes. I was talking about back in like the, at, at times. Did he ever? When, at first, you get a. 80 pound walker dog over here treeing with him was he a little gun shy or no he doesn't care you know as long as that thing ain't trying to get on him he don't you know he doesn't give a dang what's around him yeah yeah now he got flop ears on him he does he does no prick ears on mine if i got you know if they come out prick eared i'm probably finna get rid of them i ain't gonna lie <laughs> yeah yeah and that's his personal preference and, and it is it is you know and and you know, it is personal preference. I've seen some pretty decent prickier dogs, but none that I'd feed. <laughs> so, so if they, you go feed them, they at least you'll have to be your kind. Yeah, for sure. That's for funny. sure, I had to. I'd have to clamp some fishing weights to their ears and make them fold down or something. <laughs> I got you. Now, uh, I would say most feist dogs that I have personally seen are more of um, hunt with their eyes and they're really good at timbering. Is he good at timbering? He's very good at it. But you know, something he does, and it's kind of funny, I was talking to Johnny Rez last night about this and, and, and the timbering rules and stuff. But you know, when he timbers a lot of the time, he look up at the squirrel timbering. He's gonna tuck his head down. He's gonna outrun the squirrel and try to turn, you know, and turn and stop the squirrel. Yeah, to make it, you know, it's kind of what, right, to make it stop. That's kind of what his style of timbering, you know, he's, you know, sometimes you'll see him looking up, you know, most time he's going to tuck his head, run real hard, you know, stop, bust a U-turn, look up and start, you know, and try to stop that squirrel. Yeah. Now his mother, you know, his mama, if she saw a squirrel, you thought she had her foot in the screen door because she'd be screaming the whole time, you know. You, there was no doubt that dog when she timbered you know you knew she was timbering really huh well you know that's uh that's pretty neat and for the guys that don't know we have a lot of 
pleasure hunters that hadn't hunted in competition much. For those that don't know, in a, the NSD anyways, a dog has to show treat, whether looking up or barking. So I guess if he takes off running, I guess he's got 15 seconds to, to show a timbering motion. I, I, I'd assume that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, I guess. As I long as he don't get out you of know, steps, to, I guess. I right, he'd have to be on the 15 first, right. But, but like, most of the time, you know, most of the time, if you're close enough to see him doing that, you can usually look up or down or something and see yeah, the dang see squirrel, squirrel, you know. Right. Now, in the in the, in the the UKC hunt I went on not too long ago, you know, this kind of happened. He was barking, and the squirrel timbered. Actually, we didn't get to see the squirrel, but, you know, he tucked his head, and he actually overrun the squirrel and treated a different squirrel. So I retreat, you know, I took my minus, retreat him in, found the squirrel. Well, when I come off of that search, I asked the guy that I was hunting against, you know, where's your dog? That way I can turn him loose, you yeah. know, towards towards his dog. And he told me, you know, it was 400 yards past where we just were. So I turned him loose back to where we just were. He run back down there and treated the first squirrel, you know, so I retreat him on that and ended up getting, you know, ended up getting my minus washed away and add another squirrel to the, to the card. So it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Now, before we get any farther, uh, you've done told me, but for the people that don't know, how'd you come across pig? All right. Well, I took my little old female that I had, I got from a guy here locally named Donnie Brown. He had, acquired a dog from walmart parking lot come out the trunk of a car <laughs> and he he took her home and she made a pretty good old squirrel dog well he ended up breeding her to an old junkyard cutter dog around here named buffalo river hammer and you know had a litter of pups well rose come out real small so he you know he just let her run around the yard and uh I ended up, you know, coming looking for a squirrel dog, and he gave me old Rose, and he told me, he says, you know, hunt this dog for the season. He says, if you like her, he says, bring me back 250 bucks. He says, if you don't, just bring me back my dog. He said, you know, ain't neither one of them going to bother me none. He said, all she's doing is running around the yard. You know, she's treed once or twice, but she's too little for me. So I took old Rose and started hunting her, and she uh, she made a pretty good old dog, you know, and couple of locals around here that you know started telling me you know you need to get into some hunts you know and i didn't have no care going to no hunts you know i just go kill squirrels you know that's what we did yeah. and eventually they had one here so i took her and you know didn't do too bad i think i got sixth place in the first time i didn't even have a leash you know that day we got out the truck and <laughs> Oh, you Brad out, Viles. do you know you're supposed to leash him? Yeah, Brad Viles like, leash your dog up. And I'm like, I ain't got no leash. You know, what do I need a leash for? I said, she'll go hunting when I tell her to. You know, she's <laughs> just running around the truck. And he's like, well, you can't talk to her. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, I ended up using my belt for my leash and took a minus on my first tree. <laughs> you know, but it, we had we had a good time. Got to eat up in chiggers, man. I had chiggers so bad for three days. It was, it was awful. But we had a good time. And, uh, you know, it kind of lit a fire, you know, and, and got to thinking, you know, hey, this might be more fun than what I figured. So, you know, I started hunting rows in the hunts and did pretty decent with her, just being an old little bitty old junk dog, you know. She would hunt, you know, she'd hunt against 
hounds or curs and didn't really care either. But I, you know, she needed, she had some things to improve on. So I started shopping around for a, you know, a good male dog to breed her to, to try to improve on it and uh, run across, you know, Dexter was blowing it up back then. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up contacting James and said, Hey, you know, I got a little old dog. I'd like to breed to her. So, you know, James had only bred Dexter one time at this point. And he come down and hunted with her and, you know, he figured after he hunted with her, he's like, yeah, I think we can do this. You know, so we ended up breeding them and, uh, you know, that's where pissed off pig came from, you know, out of that first litter from Dexter and rip it up Rose. And I actually kept most of the litter and he was the, other than the stud puppy, he was the only one I sold right off the rip, you know, and I, (laughs) I sold him to a boy down the road and uh, lives about a mile from me. And, you know, he let him run around free on a cul-de-sac for 18 months of his life. And uh, He's over terrorizing, he, wasn't he? Yeah, he was over just terrorizing the neighborhood, getting into everybody's trash. And, you know, he they're, they're, they're kind of protective little dogs. So he was, you know, he claimed that whole cul-de-sac. So when the neighbor would come home, he'd run the neighbor in the house and... <laughs> You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I think he even bit one of them one time, and they kept calling the cops on him. And, you know, when the cops got over to Ryan's house, you know, they told him that third time. They said, look, you got to do something with this dog. You know, he said, you know, he's he's a nuisance. He's, you know, doing this. He's doing that. He's aggressive. You know, if he wasn't 15 inches tall, you know, we'd have done, we'd have done took him out. So he called me and he said, hey, can you keep this dog for a couple of days? You know, he said, so I figure out what I can do with him. Yeah. He said, because you, you can't keep him in a, you know, he'll jump six foot chain link fence quicker than you can shut the damn gate. Hey, Houdini? Is he a Houdini? Yeah, he, he's a Houdini like you ain't never seen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he brought him to me and said, hey, can you keep it? And it, and it was the only litter that that he was the only one out of the litter that hadn't made an NKC squirrel champion, you know, the rest of the six or the other five, you know, they had been, they got into some good people's hands. You know, they started taking them to hunts. They become NKC squirrel champions, you know, and he was the only one that didn't get, get to hunt. So I was, you know, when I got him back, I was like, I'm going to take his dog hunting, you know, see what, see what's up. And he just, he'd pretty much walk around with me, you know, and, uh, would never do nothing. And then he finally got to running some deer he make a good and, deer uh, dog at the beginning? Oh, he'd, he'd have made a real good deer dog there at the beginning. And, uh, hell, one day he got on some deer. And my buddy Matt Cozart was hunting with me. I'm going to tell on him right here just because I, I like to give Matt hell. <laughs> but it was close to dark, and that jumped on a deer and run him forever. And uh, I went to burning him down. I ain't going to lie. And when I finally got to him, he was curled up under a tree. You know, I think saying, please don't shock me no more. Matt went home. <laughs> My boots were too big, so that, that had me mad, too. And I tried to call Ryan all the way back to the truck to tell him, you know, he's going to come get this dog. I'm done. And I got, I didn't have a leash with me at this time, either. So I, I guess I was seeing red and left the truck without a leash. So I had to sit there and tone him and talk to him all the way back to the truck. I got about 100 yards or so from the truck, and this tears out and he slams a tree and just starts blowing it down so of course i slid my phone back in my pocket you know and yeah went on went on down to the truck and got my gun and my leash and i went up there and chained him up 
just so happened there's a barbed wire fence went through that tree so i leased him to that barbed wire fence and missed the dang squirrel you know and watched <laughs> it run off and i carried him i carried him to the next day and took him hunting and he treed three squirrels you know as quick as i could turn him loose and kill him he was just bam 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 so I called up Ryan and said, hey, we need to decide what we're going to do with this dog. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, yesterday I was trying to give him back. Yeah, I ain't going to hunt, you know, I ain't going to hunt him up and dang lose him. So me and Ryan, you know, we've always been good buddies. So we we struck us up a deal and, you know, Pig come back home to me and I've been pushing him ever since. Now, how to get and, his you know, and, and I And I do want to throw this in. You know, Ryan put a hell of a handle on that dog. I mean, Ryan didn't get to hunt him a whole lot. Now, Ryan did take him coon hunting a few times, and Ryan did shoot a couple squirrels out to him before I got it, but he didn't hunt him, you know, a whole lot. Yeah. Ryan got a lot of irons in his fire, but he can put a handle on the dog like you ain't never seen. Really? <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh he do he color work labs. or he trains labs and stuff. I yeah. ain't real sure how he does it, you know, but he can. I mean. Pig is like the number one A1 house dog. You never know he's in the house. You know, and I contribute all that to Ryan, you know, because you know, I didn't do any of that. People. All I did was take him hunting. I've seen several people in this game that's done, like Brent, uh, Brandon Lowry. He he was tra he trained labs at one time also. I've heard several people that trained labs that got into squirrel dogs. I don't know how the crossover is, but. Right. Well, Ryan's always been a big coon hunter. You know, and then he got into duck hunting and labs and, you know, and he's a dog man. You know, he can, he can, he can do a lot of stuff with a dog a lot of people can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've already heard it, but for the people that don't know, how'd he get his name? Well, Ryan had named him Pib for pain in the butt, because I guess he's always been a pain in the ass, you yeah. know. And, you know, I didn't really like the Pib. And I and, and when I get a dog, I, I kind of like to change his name. It's you know, it's getting a new life and needs a new name. And I had two friends of mine that were police officers trying to buy him from me because I was pushing his brother. You know, I had like I said, I had the whole litter, so I had a couple of them yeah. trying to buy him. And then I had the the time where you know the cops were trying to trying to take him out of this world. It sounds like one the cops is at your door. Well, I think my daughter and her boyfriend just showed up, and that's the <laughs> got you. that's the red dog posse in there <laughs> for sure. We go ahead. The cops pulled up, and yeah, well, the, you know, the cops had pulled up on him and stuff, and he squealed one day on a squirrel, kind of like a pig, you know. And I got to thinking, I'm like, hell, he ain't a pig. He's a pig, and uh, you know, and he's pissed off. Yeah. And he's been pissed off pig ever since. That's funny. That's funny. Now, you you hadn't, or I guess let me rephrase this. You have hunted mostly feist, but the other day I saw you had a walker dog. Are you thinking about going a different genre? No, no. Actually, I've always had, I've always had a mix, you know, a mix of, of different sized dogs, I guess. You know, I've always had a couple curves around. I've tried some different hounds, like the uh, the old Georgia State Trooper dog that Travis Klein pushed for so long. You know, he got his start here. Yeah. You know, and uh, and he's he's as curved as they come. What is it? Just you know, the just, feist is what you 
I just always fall back. back on the, you know, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you, and I ain't trying to take nothing away from State Trooper or anything. You know, when I sold State Trooper, he was six months old. You know, you could cut that damn dog loose, and he'd be 400 yards and under a squirrel as quick as could be. Back then, I didn't comp hunt, you know, so I'm like, I need to get this dog in somebody's hand that's going to put him in a hunt because yep. it ain't me. Yep. You know, and I've just always, you know, I've just always fallen back to to the fast. You know, uh, they're smaller. They're easier to handle. They, they, you know, I can't speak for all of them because, I mean, I will be the first to say I don't like a whole lot of fast. But the line of fast that I got lucky enough to have, go hunting and get treated like a big dog. You know, they don't, they don't piddle around your feet. You're not walking them to a tree. You know, you're going to cut them loose. You're going to pull them off a tree somewhere. You're going to cut them loose. You're going to pull them off a tree somewhere. Yeah. Now, you know, and, and I just like the smaller dogs. I've asked Shane this multiple times, and he has slowly transitioned over to the bigger dogs. I think he's still got Traveler, and he said, you know, he just, once you get a dog that you want a good bit with, it just kind of gets boring, and I guess you want to transition into something new. I asked him, I said, you know, why do you think that for the most part, if guys that hunt feist dogs don't, and, and this being said, I know you and Andy Curley and there's several of y'all, Wade and Shane, have hunted y'all's dogs against anything out there, open events. But for the majority, the guys that are hunting feist don't want to hunt unless it's a feist only event. And if, if they feel that way, and I would assume they don't think that they can compete, why not transition into another dog? Do you, do you have any theories on that? or? No, not really. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people look at it as you can feed three fives for the price of one hound. Well, that might be true, too. You know, yep. they ain't got as big, you know, they ain't got as much cleanup on the hounds. And, and, you know, you hear people all the time say, why do I need a 60-pound dog to, you know, tree a, a mouse, basically? Yeah, well, you know, I, I understand that. I think they know, all do something a little better than the other, and they all have their downsides. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, I mean, you have your good and your bad in all of them. You know, I've had hounds that stand around your feet, and I've had hounds that go a mile, you know. And, and, and same with feist and same with curs, you know. Yeah. We got Ken's first ever interview, on, and it was on the Plussed Up podcast. Go check it out on Plussed Up podcast. There you go. You might get you a few more subscribers. We need all the help we can get. So, uh, hey, hey, just for the record on that, I I could hear my old lady talking to one of her buddies today, and she said she subscribed to y'all. She said y'all were pretty funny on Plussed Up. She on Plussed Up. She keeps <sighs> up with all the. She keeps up with all the pig controversy you know oh. about you know being banned and and, uh, and all that stuff so <laughs> there you go y'all y'all gained your fan on that one man you know i've been telling people to tell their wives and their mamas and their daddies well, and cousins there you go. somebody told your wife so. this is this is sweet peas sweet peas old lady is who this is oh sweet she's, peas. she's she's on that plus up now that's funny so so my question is how how what's your you and Sweet Pea just buddies? Yeah, yeah, we've been buddies for 
Shit, 20, 30 years. He goes to the hunts with you. Man, he's a trooper. He is. He is. He's been to a bunch of them. I mean, he was at the Nationals this weekend when it was zero degrees and 12, 17 mile an hour winds, whatever it was. It was miserable. That's for sure. But, you know, he was there every step of the way. Speaking of Nationals, y'all come in second over there. We did. We did. Got lucky on that one. Against. I can't believe a squirrel was even out. Against great dogs. Some dang good ones, ain't no doubt. So, and and for the people that don't know. Kind of like I. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, my bad. I was going to say, for the people that don't know what nationals are, that's when you hunt your breed specific until you win your breed specific. And then the last cast of the entire hunt, the winner of the tree and curves, the winner of the mountain cur, the feist, and the hound all get cut loose together on a four dog cast and see who wins. So. Y'all come in second, correct? We did. We did. Two two dogs treed squirrels, uh, lost bottom spike, treed two, pig treed one. I think uh, the Cleo circled up, and I don't remember what happened with game over. He withdrew. That's pretty impressive, dude, in terrible, terrible weather. Oh, very bad weather. Like I said, you wouldn't think a squirrel would ever be on the outside for nothing in the world. That's wild. Yeah, I've always seen Sweet. I've never met. I, I've seen Sweet Pieta hunt. I never. I didn't introduce myself. It was something. So many people in there, but. Right. I see, he was at the. He was at the St. Jude hunt last yeah, year. Yeah. Well, man, you had a pile of people, dude. You put on a big event over there. I did. You I had did. A about. Huge it was about wore me out too. About wore me out. Oh, I could imagine. I mean, it was twenty-seven dogs there or something. I think so. And think it was so. a huge prize table. It was I would say probably everybody probably took something took something home. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I took. I think I got something. I think you. I think I won a, a brand new Benelli shotgun or something. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did win something. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was, it was an awesome event. I had a good time. Y'all have a great spot over there, old hunts. Yeah, I highly yeah, suggest that y'all's hunts over there, but. Yeah, we got three coming up. I mean, they're just going to be, you know, regular division hunts. But, you know, February or January 27th, February 3rd, February 10th. You know, we'll probably cook some hamburgers or something in between rounds and, you know, come on down to the Feist is Right. The Feist is Right. So you've hunted other style, other hunting dogs before. Um, You've hunted, I've heard you said something about turkey dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to. That's what got me into dog hunting was my old turkey dog. So, so I guess when you said turkey dogs in the past, I thought you meant you was hunting turkeys with dogs. That's what I was doing. Was okay. Okay. Well, you dogs. just said it like turkey was his name, old turkey dog. Uh, no, no. Uh-uh. No, uh, okay. I was hunting turkeys with a dog. For sure. My, his, my old dog's name was Radio. 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 That was my dog. Yeah, has a movie about that too. Was it, yeah, was that's it a little what, slow? That's, that's, that's kind of how he got his name. <laughs> he was a little slow. He was a little slow in the get go. Ended up being the best dog I've ever had in my life. Wow. So so how do you so how you turn this dog loose? What happens? You turn him loose. He's gonna run and find a flock of turkeys. When he finds that flock of turkeys, he's gonna break them up and bark at them and try to run them turkeys out of the country. 
And then what you do is you go into where he broke them up at and, and find call. a good place to set up and, you know, set up. And he lays down with you and you call the turkeys back together. So when a gobbler's got a bunch of hens, he normally don't want to leave. So after he busts them up and you act like a hen out there, he's coming to you. Right. Now, most of the time, and you can do it in the spring, but most of the time when you hunt with a turkey dog, you're fall turkey hunting. Yeah. So you're breaking up a a you know, you might break up a mixed flock. You might break up a flock of gobblers. You might break up a flock of hens. You know, you might not know what it was because it might be four or 500 yards away. So you got to sit down and when you set up calling, you know, and, and try to listen and figure out which sex it is. Because if you're calling the hens, you got to sound like a hen. If you're calling the gobblers, you got to sound like a gobbler. A gobbler won't come to a hen in the fall. And a hen ain't really going to come to a gobbler in the fall. So you got to try to mimic whatever type of flock you broke up. Okay, question. Was this intentional? Yes. So other yes. people have done this before, too. Yeah, there's, pe- there's people. You know, how, what got me into it is I was on a turkey forum, you know, way before Facebook came around. You know, there were specific turkey forums and stuff. You know, or, or squirrel dog forums, you know, kind yep. of like squirrel dog mm-hmm. haters or whatever. But like, and I was on this one and, and I was killing some turkeys in the fall. And I had this guy from New York reach out to me named Ron Mignano. And he said, hey, I got a turkey dog. You know, I, you know, I see you've got a bunch of turkeys, you know, let's get together. So he come down and we attempted to kill turkeys with a dog, you know. It was pretty cool. And then he introduced me to a buddy of his named Frank Cox, which lived in Memphis, you know, and he had a turkey dog. So me and Cox used to go to Fort Campbell all the time and turkey hunt because they had their own turkey season. We could go up there and kill two turkeys a day from the middle of October to the middle of January. You know, so we'd go up there and, and, you know, hunt turkey dogs. So, so... What kind of dog was Radio? Radio was half Tennessee tree and brindle, quarter botch, which is a German spaniel, and quarter Boykin spaniel. And is that what most turkey dogs breed are? Most turkey dog breeds are either the, they call them Boytails, which is a botch Boykin mix, or just like a big bird dog you know like a, a pointer mix yeah. that goes rogue like there's some guys called the burns turkey dogs you know that that have bred these turkey dogs forever and they look like messiah you know or something like that and then you've got the other line that is like the boykin and boy tails and then you got another line that's just like a bunch of mixed up bird dogs it, it's kind of like squirrel dogs you know this guy's got a line this guy's got a line this guy's got a line you know, and, and I'd always wanted one. And, I mean, hell, I'll be the first to say, we got a dang free Tennessee tree and brindle off the radio station. You could show that bitch a gun. You could show her a gun, and she'd be 900 miles away. You really? Know, and that's, we bred her. I took her because she was brindle, and we were trying to camouflage one. And we bred her to Buster, which was Frank Cox's, you know, turkey dog. And he was a boy tail spaniel. And out came a bunch of black labs is what it looked like. <laughs> you know, most of them, most of them were black and then radio come out 
kind of high tans, you know, he was black and gray, kind of high tan, and had, he had another brother that was was like liver and tan, kind of like a high tan, and I kept those two and trained them, you know, to be my first turkey dogs, and I hunted them. So I hunted him for seven years, you know, before the state screwed our turkey turkey season up. Well, I'm assume that that was legal at the time. Yes, 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 it's totally legal. I am surprised at, dude. You can't do anything. You can't even coon hunt at night during turkey season. I'm surprised that they allowed any sort of hunting. Well, you can. You, as 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 far as I know, you know, in the state of Tennessee, you could still hunt with your dog in the spring right now, and you can still hunt the counties that have a fall season. You could still hunt with your dog in the fall season, but what they did is they made it where you had to kill a bearded turkey, and you could only kill, you know, like one bearded turkey. And if that dog's five hundred yards out there and he busts up turkeys, you don't know what you don't know what he busted up. You know, you don't know if they're hens or gobblers or what. And you know, one thing about turkey hunting. You might sit down and start calling. You might kill a turkey in five minutes. It might take you seven hours to get that turkey to talk. And I know what I'm going to do. If I've sat there for a couple hours and I've got that turkey to talk and I'm X of miles away from home and I've walked X amount of miles to, yeah. you know, get on this turkey and that turkey walks up, that's just taking a ride in my truck. <laughs> you know. You ain't going to pass him. I ain't passing him, you know. And, and, that I just kind of faded out of turkey hunting and actually got some beagles and I run beagles for a while and that hurt my dang back standing around. So my kid kept saying, Daddy, let's get a squirrel dog. Daddy, let's get a squirrel dog. And that led me back to where we started this morning when I met Donnie Brown and got Rip It Up Rose. That's pretty interesting. So how long did you run the, the, squirrel, the turkey dog? Seven years, you said? I ran him for seven years before you know, they screwed up our season and I kind of had to prematurely retire. Now, this dog was smart, dude. I played hell breaking him off of squirrels when he was young. You know, he wanted to treat squirrels. Yeah. And and had I known about squirrel dogs and stuff back in, his brother would have been my squirrel dog because he was a tree dog. I mean, he would spit them out. I'd let him out at night and he'd jump the fence and he'd be down the road treating on a house cat or something <laughs> midnight. I mean, <laughs> spitting them out. I was so mad. Uh, and then he was kind of like he was kind of like pissed off pig too he jumped fence and like somebody pulled up next door he'd run them in the house you know he protected everything around here neighbor would have to call me and be like hey can you get your dog and let you so I, my kid can come in the house you know he'd be out there <laughs> checking him at the door so so what about once you turned him loose radio loose and he went and busted up the flock of turkeys he came back to you at the truck. Yeah, he'd come. Yeah, he. Well, no, you'd you'd be you'd take off walking in the woods. If you heard him busting up turkeys, you you gonna start walking towards him. But you what know, happens you once finish. you're trying to call him back? What does he do? He lays down beside you. Oh wow! So he had enough so sense that, you know, that, that he laid there. Yeah, yeah. He he lay there, and he has to be just as still as you are. You know, and here's the next thing: is these turkeys ain't they ain't clouded by some sexual drive. They just met the devil. And they're coming right back to where the devil was hanging out. So they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're looking, buddy. They're looking. You ain't, you can't move, and you don't have leaves to hide behind. You know, you don't have nothing. You just got to sit still. You know, and a lot of people can't do it. You know, you take a lot of people turkeys hunting in the fall, 
And a lot of people watch that dog run all them turkeys off or, and stuff, and they're like, we're doing what? Because, I mean, you're going to think, there ain't no way them turkeys are coming back. But but when you sit down and you go to call and see, this turkey only run off 80 yards. This one went 300. This one went two miles. This one went, you know, over and hid in the bushes. This one just flew up in the tree over here. You can see it. Yeah. Well, when you go to calling, when they start coming in, the one that's 500 yards away don't know that you just shot the one that was, you know, 80 yards come running in. So yeah. you can sit there and pile up some turkeys, you know, and you get them <laughs> broke up and talking. <laughs> I'm surprised that, that, like I said, as big as these people are in turkey hunting and they take it so serious, I'm surprised that they allowed that. Oh, people, you know, it was it was controversial just like everything else you know you had people crying oh you're killing all our turkeys you know i mean there's still people around here that think me and matt cozart's why we ain't got turkeys in this county you know because matt matt had one of them dogs too and let me tell you if we knew where a flock of turkeys was buddy that wasn't safe i promise you You (laughs) y'all get them on the ground we was gonna kill them we was going you know happiness is in a pile of feathers is what i used to say you (laughs) You was pretty happy huh and I can tell you, you know, had the state not killed all our turkeys with chicken barns and stuff like that, I probably never would have had squirrel dogs. That's so pretty fast boys would have been a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, they'd have been happier over there. They uh, they wouldn't have had to figure out ways but, to keep y'all out. But, you know, old radio, what I was saying earlier is, you know, I, had, I played hell breaking from treeing squirrels. And then I turkey hunted him for seven years. And then they, they killed our season, and we just kind of, you know, got out of it because it wasn't worth driving as far as we had to drive to find a turkey anymore. You know, it wasn't worth going in there and killing one turkey. And like I said, I know I get a flock of turkeys talking. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to shoot them until I can't no more. And uh, <laughs> so I started carrying radio squirrel hunting again. Well, it ain't no time he's backing, you know, a squirrel dog barking at squirrels and stuff. And then I got to where I carry him by himself. He'd go tree a squirrel. You know, he'd wind him in the backyard, go out there and tree him all the time in the backyard after, you know, after he realized it was okay for him to, you know, tree squirrels again. You know, there's no telling what you could have got for radio. Like I said, the way these people are around here, if it was, if that was a thing, like, I've never heard Shoot, of this. That, this is, this dude, is that dog. That dog right there was, I mean, he broke my heart. That's amazing. And and so you got into beagles, I assume rabbit hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I run them for a minute, you know, a couple of years probably. I run some little black and tans, and my favorite beagle I had was just an old junkyard beagle come from an Amish. Y'all didn't feel you know, I, or nothing. No, not at all. I just run and killed rabbits. Hmm. You know, I had a little old Amish beagle dog. I, I boy, I worked with had some beagles. I've been going with him a few times. And, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get me some beagles. And I, I found a dang ad in the newspaper for, you know, $75 beagles over to this Amish place. I went over there and they had two litters of beagles in the same 10 by 10 pen. I mean, there's beagles running everywhere. I told my buddy, I said, you pick up one and I'll pick up one. I said, and that's what I get. And, you know, that's what we did. And one of them was dang good. One of them weren't, wasn't worth What about? Uh, you went back to the squirrel dogs. You got anything out of pig that 
You showing any promise right now? Not that I personally own. I mean, there's several pups out of him that are, you know, doing very well, but I don't own any of them. Well, do you have any up-and-comers? No, not really. I mean, I got a little old, little old pup I'm hunting out of uh, Rocky and Pig's sister that I like pretty good. Yeah, I but heard I mean, that one. You, you know, got, she she sent me some videos of some Walker dogs. Yeah, I got old Mel. I got her from Dustin Todd. She's a, I don't know what she is. She's a tree and cur. You know, looks uh, saddleback, chromed up, got some brindle. But I'm messing with her a little bit, trying to get her hunt ready. Try to find something to, I'm going to try to retire a pig for too long. Yeah. Just let him lay up with the ladies. Yeah, I saw you bred. Uh, what was that? You bred XL? I bred XL this week, and I bred a real nice dog out of South Mississippi named uh, Roxy. But, yeah, real excited about the XL pig cross. You uh, you going to get a pick of the litter, or how is that going to work? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't, I'm keeping that one of them, for sure. You got your mind made exactly. up on a male or a female? No, I really don't. I'm just going to wait and see how they come out, see how they act. You know, I don't think... I think Tim's, uh, I don't think he's really trying to get rid of, of them any, either. Yeah. So I think we're just going to let them be born and check them out and, you know, see, just see what's going on and go from there. Hey, him being shorter, you probably had to put him on a pedestal, don't you? No, actually, dude, she was, she was, uh, short enough. He didn't need any help at all. Really? Yes, sir. Feet even touched the ground when they turned around. <laughs> and that's, you know. Yeah. A lot of them, he has to he has to have a pedestal, you know. Yeah. That's... But he didn't have any trouble with her at all. Nice. I I know you're looking forward to it. And anytime somebody has a nice male dog that, that's their own, they've done a bunch of winning with, oddly, or ideally, they want a dog out of it. So, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll hunt a dog that goes, you know, maybe not necessarily to pig, but I'll probably hunt a dog that goes back to Rose for the rest of my life. You know, I mean, they'll, they, it'll go back in there, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, not saying I'm kennel blind. Don't think I won't go through them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to find the right one. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'd like it to have, and, and, you know, and, you know, if I stumbled across the winter, you know, hell, a winter's a winter. But, you know, I like the fact that, you know, when it comes to pig, you know, I, I've thought of the cross, made the cross, you know, basically, you know, everything started right here. You know, everything started right here. And that means a lot. I mean, it's... You know, he he, he was made. He wasn't bought, that's for sure. There was a there's, a... there's not a lot of people that make a cross and then train the dog and then end up winning with said dog. You know, that's, that's something to be said in its own. So... And I see yep. y'all are getting into sports about like I am, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. I got one that's eat up with softball. Yeah, I do, too. I, I feel like that's going to really take a damper in on my hunting. Oh, yeah, especially when you go to buying them bats and stuff. No, don't get me started. I, mean, I got two guys. That's a, that's a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a ghost and a DeMarini and a, oh, an Echo or something. We got, you know, we got enough to supply half the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. 
So, well, I think we got about an hour, Ken. Right. I appreciate you, you coming on. Reason? I know I know you've been getting hit up from quite a few people, and I reached out to you a long time, or technically me and Chris reached out to you a long time ago. You have, so. you have. I told Chris I'd let y'all be the first, so this is, I guess, the first serious one. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, ain't, I ain't got to cut up a whole lot in it, which, well, you know, I, I could, I could, you know, I could cut up all day make fun of Travis Powers or Tracy Rash, Sweet Pea, you know. Yeah. Uh, the UTFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's a uh, – we'll have to get back on Plus Up to do that. All right. Sounds good, so, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. All right. And, well, uh, come, you know, come to one of our hunts. I know you got one on the 27th. Yeah. I'm going to try to get up on the, You got a hunt on the 3rd or the 10th. Come on. All right, you can just... be the next contestant on the Fice is Right. Well, you might be the next contestant on Gunner is Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Give me a shout. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Nice. Free pig. Free pig. Free pig. See, See you, bud. Bye.